You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Hey guys, and welcome back for episode 9. It's actually right after the draft, couple days. Um, we're all pretty excited with, with the results and stuff. I know Zane was actually at the draft, so that was pretty awesome. That's we got to right. see some uh, some of his cool Snapchat stories and Instagram stories. He met a couple of the prospects, super sweet. Uh, on this episode, we're just going to kind of run over you know, our thoughts on what happened, um, some of the trades that happened, maybe what that means for some teams, who we were happy with at the draft, which teams we were kind of disappointed with. So stick around for that. Um, I guess we'll jump in. I I guess we should talk about my, my predictions from last uh, last episode, too. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. really want to bring it up. I actually, I actually clocked in at 15%. So. Nice. Well, hey, that's higher uh, than your, your the first round. Yeah, for the first round. That's I don't think bad. I got a single one right after that. I did like two other rounds. <laughs> and, uh, I was close for a call of picks. Like, I was pretty close. Uh, but the second, after the first round, it's pretty hard. Yeah. Honestly, after pick 15, it's, it's impossible, pretty hard. Yeah. So. That's why I cut yeah, mine off no, at 15. Honestly. And that's all I grade yeah. off of. Yeah. So, yeah, I got. Um, no. I, I, got, I got. There was a trade. I got three out of 15 on mine. Okay. So, you seem to have gotten three out of 15 as well in your top. 15, that's funny i got time. i got three to 15 too hey. yeah I, yeah yeah so i got three to 15 in mine and i was just i was just gonna say it's funny that um so about a week before the draft i had a i had a list and i changed it and if it would have not changed my list i would have had eight right so, <laughs> that's rough um yeah it sucks to be me but you know what uh i got uh i didn't count one for the trade and i actually Realized I screwed up in the end there. Uh, we did the mock draft, and I had, um, uh, I believe I had Anaheim picking last, and they actually picked 29th. So a little bit of a, of a mess up on my end. But, um, yeah, I got 15% right. I got I think I got five guys, four, four or five guys right. I can't remember. But um, I was super surprised at that draft. I thought it was awesome. It was super exciting. Uh, how did you guys feel? Do you mean day yeah, two was... or day one? <laughs> I, I mean both it was awesome well I on mean, the on day one on the trade front was a little boring oh yeah, yeah. Like, let down yeah i guess i guess that's fair yeah but i just mean like the picks some of them were like whoa you know like it was right like, yeah who was falling how far they're gonna fall it was awesome i thought one of the one of it the things that i wanted to see at the draft was gary bettman come out and say we have a trade to announce and say the details and i you know said to the guys around me i was like all right no one if you see something on twitter don't say it like let's wait for gary it'll be it'll be a lot of suspense it'll be like more suspenseful and then i go get a beer after the oilers pick and i come back and philly's already made a trade and that was the only trade that happened that day so i completely <laughs> yeah they're everything. the only one okay so before we before we like even dive into it uh should we talk about that trade or or should we like we'll, we'll get to it let's go through the first you know 10 picks or so and or 15 okay, okay. we'll do the first 15 so the first um the first pick was pretty obvious it was jack Hughes, yeah. uh to the devils um but it, 
there was a little bit of confusion as to what was going on because uh, Reichiro actually got up and was like going around the table and like talking to people and like made it seem like I know a couple of the guys in sports now were like, oh, I think maybe what the hell are they doing? Like, is there a trade happening? And well, uh, Brian Burke was losing it. He thought something was going on. He was yeah, like yeah. I, I was I was laughing hysterically. I'm not gonna lie. Brian <laughs> Burke is just great. He, I I actually but, really um, like Brian Burke. Brian Burke. Yeah, he, he looked he's great on that desk. Yeah, I, he I, is. I really enjoy he's him. He's gotten a lot of positive media since joining them. <laughs> the actual media. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. Um, but no, I think this was a pretty pretty obvious pick, right? Like. Uh, they needed a second center um, after he sure, or I mean, now he sure can play a second line center. Um, I think it's more enticing for Hall to stay now. They got that, you know, maybe not franchise player. Um, they also made a trade, the Devils. So I, I want, since yeah, we're, let's we're on the Devils this, topic, yeah. let, let's yeah. just talk about it straight away. So um, it was PK Seban for a 2019 second round pick, a 2020 second round pick. I believe the 2019 one was the 34th overall. And then uh, the two players were... I can't think of them off the top of my head. They were Santini. Yeah, Santini and was it Davies or something like that? Yeah, no one cares about him. He's a 23-year-old they, NCAA guy that's not making the They show. fleeced him. They, okay. they fleeced him. So, they fleeced him. And uh, I, know, I know there's some downside to taking on P.K. Subban, one being the cap hit, the second being the turnovers. However... He is a star defenseman in this league, uh, offensively at least. He is a personality. He's going to you know, help that locker room out, hopefully. He's going to entice Taylor Hall to stay for that, that team. And that's something that the Devils are really worried about. Now, I see Taylor Hall testing for agency for sure, but P.K. Subban back there definitely helps you uh, maybe go back if you're Halsey um yeah okay so a couple of those points uh i don't know if it was a fleece because i definitely see where nashville is coming from and that nine million dollars off their cap hit is massive right mm-hmm. so that's a lot of money i i but I saw our, his our his contract's over when they need to re-sign hughes after his elc so it's not going to affect true, him true. too much so i don't i don't it's think it's not going to affect the devils so yeah it's a no good deal i don't i don't think it's good. It, it's good i think it's good for both teams so um I was going to say, there's only been one player who's ever been traded over $9 million, and it's been PKC Ben twice. <laughs> so, uh, the, the second highest salary that's ever been traded is Shea Weber, who was also involved in the shoot that trade. Mm. So, uh, I think that this helps the Devils tremendously in the fact that uh, to try to lure Hall to stay, um, I think that's huge for them. They need to re-sign him or trade him. Whichever they're going to do, they got to figure it out. But uh, it sounds like they want to re-sign him, so this is big for that. Um, and they had thirty million in cap space, right? Like they they need yeah, to spend this, some of that. Uh, this is also big to try to maybe lure some free agents there. Uh, I I don't know who, but um, I know like Panarin was interested in the New York Rangers, and Jersey's right down the street, so maybe they can try to lure Panarin there. I don't know. Potentially. Um, on the national side of it, I think this is huge because they have a guy named Dante Fabro who I think can step in and do a decent job. He's not going to fill Subban's shoes, but he's going to do a decent job. And um, this also lets them go after a guy like Matt Duchesne at free agency, right? They need help scoring yeah. goals on the... Actually, that, that'd be a really good fit. For them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so Duchesne, and they also need to re-sign Yossi, right? So this kind of... Right. The $9 million off their cap is massive. It's huge. So... For people to say that they got fleeced, I don't know if they could have done much better. I think that 
they could have gotten a first from some other teams if they retained salary, but I don't think that's what they wanted to do. That's the thing. They wanted to so, ship that whole contract. I know Vancouver was uh, interested, but they would not take on the full cap hit. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so are we, do you guys, you guys both think that the Devils, like, just fleeced? Oh, yeah, they won that deal. Okay. I, I, I think, think they, it's about I, a 70 Yeah, they definitely won. I think it's 70-30. Yeah, that's that's um, fair. Yeah, I just think it's huge for Nashville to uh, get the cap off, and if they don't land a guy like Duchesne, it looks really bad. But if they land a guy like Duchesne, I think it looks all right because it's basically then Duchesne yes. is involved in the trade, right? Are yes. they going to be paying? No, that's not the way it works. But are they going to be paying Matt Duchesne you know nine million dollars? I mean. Yeah, I, is I think all so, of that yeah. money going to Matt Duchesne? Yeah, it's going. I think it goes to Duchesne, Jeez. and then they try to move Turris. Uh, I, that's a good investment because they, they need the scoring though, right? Like Duchesne would be yeah. a really, really good fit there with a one-two punch. Can I, yes. with, uh, can I just say that I half called PK Subban going to New Jersey? Oh, whatever. It was, in a, it was oh, in a different no. deal, different context. You but, you know, what, you you know did, I had yeah. him on the Devils in the, in the summer. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So I think I think the, the next step for the, for the Devils is to go into free agency and try to get some more guys to lure Hall to stay and resign Hall. And yeah. the next step for the Preds is to move Turris to sign Yossi. That's, yes. Is, are we in agreement there? Yeah. Is that kind yep. of what we... Uh... Yeah. All right. Well, then let's go on to the Rangers here because the Rangers had... It wasn't even close to a con- consolidation prize. It was Capo Caco who, I mean, any other year could have been a first overall pick, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this was pretty expected. Uh, we'll see what they do in free agency. But, the, but the, the Rangers are for real. Do we think they're a playoff team next year? If they get planned. Uh Yeah. Be interesting it to see how Lundqvist plays because he's getting up there in age too, right? They yeah, probably need it, a, I mean, they probably need one more defenseman. Yeah, yeah but probably. they're not even they're not they're not pushing for next year anyway. I mean, they're they're playing the long game. They're yeah, no, well. they're they're playing the long game. You're right, you're right. All right, well, let's just you know, pretty self-explanatory. Capital Cackle, good pick. The third pick is when the draft started, and this was very surprising for me. Oh yeah, because I had this guy going ninth, <laughs> but he went third, and it was Kirby Doc to the Chicago Blackhawks. What do we think about this one, guys? This was pretty out of left field for me. A slight reach, I think. Slight. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't even think it was a slight. I think this was a reach. Uh, I, I, under, I understand why, but... Yeah. It's pretty interesting. You know, Turcotte being the Chicago kid, if they wanted a center, I was thinking they were going with him. I think everyone thought they were going with him, and if they were fine with taking the defenseman in Byram, I think that would have been the right pick for them to make uh it's hard to tell kirby dax is a very very smart center he's a very good he's a great he's player. offensively gifted yeah, yes he's, he's and he's huge yeah. Which, yeah i mean if you look at the way that uh the blackhawks are trending with the brinkat they got kane they got a couple smaller guys right so yeah so yeah. adding Dak uh, kind of just you know works it fits it helps that yeah that roster and uh if he can learn from jonathan taves and develop really well then I think it's going to be a fine pick for them in the future. Yeah, no, agreed. I agree. Um, I just question, I, I hope they can help his skating out, and uh, I hope he's willing to play, like, be, be a little bit more physical. That's Those are my those are my two biggest gripes about him, whether he's skating and his physicality. Right. And um, I think if he can figure that out, he's going to be a really good player. So. Yeah, and there, there won't be a lot of pressure for him to step in and be a you know, major contributor. He's got tapes in front of him. He's got Dylan Stromo in front of him. So 
Yeah. You know, he'll be able to take that third line spot once Anisimov's gone and he's developed in two years or so. Yeah. I think they'll give him a year back in junior. Of course. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, he'll play next year. All right. Well, then let's head over to the fourth pick, which was uh, Colorado. I mean, Great does Colorado pick. need any more Great defensemen? Pick. But they, Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Bowen awesome. Byram awesome might Colorado. just play in the NHL this year. Yeah, he might. Uh, so Bowen Byram was picked fourth by the Abs. Um, I had him third on my list, but this kid, this kid has a lot of potential to be a number one defenseman in the NHL. And with that blue line and the the youth that that Avalanche blue line has, this might be one of the best blue lines I think we've ever seen in the NHL in a couple of years. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. Uh, offensively, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, that's what I mean. Like, uh, this team is going to be terrifying to play against. Like, this team could potentially be, like, screw defense. Let's just win 9-6. This is a good <laughs> team where I think they could do it. You know what I mean? It's um, fun hockey. It's good hockey. It's, uh... Yeah. K- well. Kale McCarr, uh, Bowen Byram, Sam Gerrard. Throwing Eric Johnson Craziness. in there. He stole decent. Yeah, Eric Johnson. Um, oh, and Zadorov. Uh, and they got Trevor Timmons coming. I, I know he was... He has some concussion problems, but, uh... I mean, yeah, Colorado is out. stacked on D. They just need some offensive help yeah. for yeah. that first and line. Let's let's not even. I mean, while we're on the Colorado pan here, they also got a steal at sixteen. Oh an yeah, absolute steal. Oh yeah. Like I, we're not even. This Bowen Byron pick was great, but Alex Newhook at sixteen they drafted Alex at 16. Not not only did they make their defense better, but they also got a center who can play. Like they're solving all their problems, right? So now their center is going to look like McKinnon. New hook, Joe. I do want to see how new hook looks in a different league other than the BCHL, but you know, from what you've what we've seen out of him, the BCHL is a fantastic pick. He's looked fantastic internationally too. So uh, he also has a pretty good feel good uh, moment on Twitter that the Abs posted, where all his buddies and him have a nice group hug. Uh, It's pretty (laughs) awesome. You get people listening to check it out. Uh, It was right after the draft. He comes in like the the lobby area. And about six guys just go like they're going hook 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 and all chanting and uh, it's a big it's a big celebration together. So that was that was awesome. But uh, let's move on here because I don't think there's much else to say. Like that's I guess we could talk about what this means for Tyson Berry. Well, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he it means he's gone. I really yeah, wish you kind of sort of traded for him to where though because that route. Vancouver was that main interest and they you know they made so a different deal. We'll get to that want, one later. They wanted but. too so much. I got a I got a deal for you because now I'm starting to hear that Montreal is interested, as they should be. Left handed left handed uh, guy. He's a righty. He's a righty. I thought he was lefty. Tyson Berry's a right handed uh, defenseman. Barry's a righty. Oh, is he? Yeah. Ah. That doesn't make much sense then. I wonder why I'm hearing Montreal is interested. I mean, because it's because Tyson Berry. Everyone should be. <laughs> it's, he, he's a hell every, of a you should be interested in Tyson Berry. <laughs> oh, but our right side is Weber Petrie. Right? Like, he's not going to play. For now, Byram's a left match. shot as well. So it's like, why do they want to give up? Well, you Grayson, know, what's right? your yeah. what's your trade proposal there? I'm curious. Uh, well, I would I would assume. I just thought it kind of makes sense because the Abs need some more forwards that can help out, and the Habs have a bunch of like second third line players that could uh yeah but colorado wanted want a lot like colorado the reason vancouver didn't make the deal is because colorado wanted a ton right like they wanted our number 10 plus yeah i don't think any team gives him that though so no. he's only got a year left on his deal right yeah so, i get mm-hmm. the team will have to make a deal and make sure he's gonna sign like i could see 
Um, I don't know. Like a guy like Dan Noah is kind of expendable too, right? Because we have KK Paling Suzuki coming. So, and they need a second line center, but they drafted New Hook. So, yeah, I, I I couldn't put together. Um, I like I would like to say our first round pick, but the drafts in Montreal next year, so I doubt that's happening. Like I, right. I doubt we trade our our first round pick. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what it would be. It, I think like my my proposal would be like Shaw plus something uh, nope. else and it's probably not going to get done so I, yeah, I, he's got yeah, more. if Shaw's your main Shaw piece, first like, maybe no well no no I, I was thinking like one of our prospects or something Paling no I'm not <laughs> they, need, they need secondary scoring like, Jul- like, like Juleson or something who's a regular ugh, defenseman ugh even worse that sounds worse than Shaw <laughs> no no together <laughs> Yeah, I'll give him uh, Matt Benning and um, Sam Gagne. <laughs> yeah, Jolson's a really good player. So is Matt Benning. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jolson went, I think he went 21st overall, right? He's a first-round pick. He's also, he's. I know he's had some injury problems, but he's looked good when he's played. He's like He was like plus 15 last year before he went down, so... Wow, uh, that's I think minus. he's got a lot of value. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to refund you. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to the LA Kings. Uh, they get a guy falling to them. You know, it's a oh yeah, Turcotte. Yep, hundred percent. Great, uh, pick. that's a great they pick. Did. They didn't have to we do anything. The they just Kings, sat there uh... and let a guy fall right into their lap. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, they well, the other pick they had too, I think they had the twenty first pick, and they t- they took uh, Tobias Bjornfort, who is a uh, personal favorite of mine as well. So they got a lot of flack for that pick as well on Sportsnet, and I was laughing because I was like, "No, nah, this Bjornfort guy is a really good player. He's a D man, uh, right? I, yeah, he's a left hand defenseman. He was the captain of uh, Team Sweden at the U eighteen and, and uh, that's yeah. Right. And normally when you have two picks, you go you know forward, and even with your first and second, yeah. you go forward yeah. then D man well, or D man then forward. The big so. thing was that Arthur Kaliev was still available. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and they ended up getting him in the second no, round. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. Everybody was getting him great. But like, I don't understand. I mean, like, there's a guy like Arthur Kelly up here who's, yes, higher risk. but And then they ended up taking him 30, 32nd overall. So it didn't really yeah, still got it. Yeah. Um, but no, let's go back to Turcotte because this was a great pick. Um, like, great value for him. Arguably could have gone third, right? So um, for them to get that guy who can, if, you know, we don't really know what's happening with Velarde. So this is a guy you can play arguably first, second line, uh, center minutes, maybe take some pressure off of Kopitar, help offensively. Um, I don't think Kopitar needs just... pressure off of him, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, he's getting up there to age as well. I'm saying, uh, that's right? true. So that's true. They're gonna they're gonna need some guys who can help take some minutes off him to help maybe prolong what yeah they're gonna have left left in him. So, um, but I thought this was a great pick. I don't I only have as much to say about this. Uh, they did well here. The real surprise was that six for a lot of people was Moritz Cedar, who I talked about at 11 as being what I thought was the second best defenseman in the draft. And uh, he ended up going being the second defenseman taken in the draft. Yeah, even he was surprised. Early, you guys early. see his face? <laughs> yeah, he was He was shocked. Yeah, he was. So yeah. I could tell, you know, Stevie went up there and he had this smirk on his face when he. Uh, yeah, I'm about to let shit fly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's <laughs> like, here we go, boys. But um, hey. 
you know what? A lot of Detroit fans are shocked about this, but they should. This kid is going to be a great player in the NHL. He's huge. He can skate. He can chip in offensively. Um, this kid does a lot of a lot a lot of things well. So, um, I wasn't a big fan of their first second round pick, Anti Tamisto, but their uh, third selection in the draft, uh, Robert Mastro Simone, I had uh, as a late first. So I think they they, they got a lot of um, they reached on a lot value. of a lot of players throughout the entire draft, not just this pick alone. So I think I think the only reach was the Tuamisto one in the second round, and well, he was supposed to and, go second, you know, third round. Pick. Cider, but uh, oh oh yeah yeah, yeah that, that, him that too, too. <laughs> him too yeah. Um, but no, after that, I think yeah, Master Master Simone and Alvin Grew is another guy I had as a early uh, second round pick, and they got both those guys. So you know what, Detroit. Uh, a lot of people may think they had a poor draft. I actually think this draft is going to look good in a couple of years. People are going to look back and go, well, duh, they took Moritz Cedar at, at six, but um, like this kid is going to play and like give him a year and he'll play and he'll play top line minutes. So honest right. to God, I wouldn't be surprised if he played this year on, on that. Yep. I'm not Red Wings blue line. So, okay. Moving into pick number seven, uh, which was Dylan the... Cousins. Buffalo Sabres, yeah. Dylan Cousins. I think this is a really I mean, good pick I, for them. Uh, this is who I predicted. <laughs> yeah. This was a good pick. Uh, it was. I think it was between him and Zegris. And, you know, I think Cousins is a little bit more safer for them, especially because, totally. you know, it's Buffalo. And they have a yeah, tendency totally. to bust some players out. And a guy like Zegris, who's yeah. highly skilled, might not have been the right way. Yeah, yeah. Cousins more of a safer selection for them. So I think it's good. You also got Jack Eichel, right? Yeah. Who can provide the offense yep. so maybe for, for your second line center you want to go with a guy who's going to be you know 60 like a, 70 point guy play both ends yeah something like He's a you know totally... like a ryan o'reilly style you know right exactly yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's always a good player to have and he's he screams that imagine He's if buffalo had ryan o'reilly on their team <laughs> wait didn't they have ryan o'reilly oh yeah they did Last I, think, year. I think they used to <laughs> i know i know i know <laughs> I was I was I was trying to be sarcastic there. The but. guy that fell oh, in love uh, with hockey and then comes back and wins a Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Buffalo. Oh. Good luck, Dylan Cousins. <laughs> yeah, I know. I but no, it's, in all seriousness, this kid can jump in pretty quick too. I think, and uh, he's gonna be a good player for them. So back for one more year and in, in the next year. Uh yeah, I think you send him back to junior for one year and he comes back and plays next year. All right. Um. They also had a pretty good second pick, I think. What was the second pick? Oh no, they had a controversial second pick. They took, they reached kind of for Ryan Johnson, who a lot oh, yeah. thought was um, kind of a reach. He's a a left hand defenseman that uh, I believe I think he's left handed. Might be a right hand defenseman. I can't remember. Um, but he's a really good skater, like one of the best defensive skaters in the draft. So um, there's talks about him getting taken early, and it happened. So I mean, I guess Buffalo was. Um, really looking and targeting him so yeah okay let's go to number 8 though uh, number 8 was the Oilers and uh, you guys took Philip Broberg we let's, did let's let Zane yeah. yeah take it away here I was personally hoping for Trevor Zegers I saw him fit in on that second line so perfectly especially if you're going to split McDavid and Dreisaitl I think Dreisaitl would have had someone an elite passer could get him the puck and and Dreisaitl Berry, I saw that combination is working so nicely. 
However, we weren't the defensemen, and, uh, you know, Ken Holland was uh, very high on building up a defensive prospect system. Our prospect defensemen are actually amazing right now with Bouchard, Sam Rukoff, Caleb Jones, so many good defensemen, and they're, they're adding to this with Philip Roberg. He's not going to play next year. He's not going to play the year after that. He'll come in as a rookie the next year, most likely. It, kind of the same trajectory as an Oscar Clefbaum. He'll be a good defenseman in the NHL. I'm just not sure what his ceiling is. Is he a Darnell Nurse top four guy, or is he an Oscar Clefbaum top two guy? He plays like Darnell Nurse, but if he's got the ceiling of a top two like Clefbaum, I'm more than thrilled about it. I just don't know how good he's going to get. Yeah, that's the question really, right? Like, I know I kind of ripped on him uh, last episode a little bit, and I know, Ben, you're a little bit higher on him than we are. But, um, no, this kid's going to play in the NHL uh, either way. I think the question really is if if he has the brain to put it all together because the biggest gripe against him is his decision-making. Uh, but his feet, his body, uh, and his skill is all fantastic. So uh, if this pick, if they can develop this kid, um, I don't see any problems with this pick. But um, I think Ken Hall needs to bring in some new guys to help with the development. <laughs> of the Oilers because a lot of their picks that's kind of the problem they've been having right no you don't think Scott Housen who's been around since 2003 is doing a bad job (laughs) no I I think he's doing a terrible job (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, someone help I was just really happy you guys picked him because I did not want Benning to I was scared Benning really liked him (laughs) and I didn't want him yeah 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 Uh, I was pumped for this pick too let me tell you, Moritz Cedar, this pick, and Spencer Knight, I was pumped because as soon as those three guys went, I was like, there's a kid falling to the Habs. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, Caulfield I, or Krebs pretty much was going to fall no matter what to you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to Montreal in a bit. Hold your horses. Yeah, I know. I just want to finish up here and say, uh, so you guys got a whole bunch of defensive prospects now. You guys are, are, are kind of loaded up on the cupboards. Um, do you think... That, does this open up avenues for the Oilers to make a trade here? Yeah, there's been some very interesting rumors. Uh, one being Darnell Nurse. And his contract's up at the end of this year. He's an RFA. He wants money. But there's a team right now that's looking to free up some cap space and stay competitive. Free up some cap space for this year, That I mean. And stay competitive, and that is one Florida. Now, hmm. I could see them trading a Jonathan Huberto away, and I'm not sure how much of a return. For nurse? Mm-hmm. They need to open You'd up cap to... space for Artemi Panarin and a roster spot yeah. for Artemi Panarin. And, well, and, and Bob, too. Right? And Bob and Annette. I think they I think they have uh, the net covered with Spencer Knight coming. You know, milk the last shades out of Roberto Luongo and maybe get a temporary fill next year. I don't think they need enough to go after Bobrovsky, but I think if they go hard after Panarin, trading Huberto for a defenseman is the right way to go. So I'm looking at the Florida Panthers here, and they got $20 million in cap space. Or maybe they maybe they can sign both then. Yeah. Um, but they would need to shed RFAs, someone. Their RFAs and their UFAs are pretty pathetic. Uh I don't really know if they need... The only thing that they need probably need to shed is James Reimer. So I don't know if that trade makes a lot of sense for them. There, uh, there are rumors of, of Huberto being being shot. Yeah. So Yandel, 
Ekblad, uh, Pisk, or P I don't know how to say that last name. I think it's Pisk, Pisik. Um, and then Matheson is their back end kind of right now, which definitely needs an upgrade. Um, I hate Matheson. Maybe I, I, maybe. What about a couple like of their more depth guys too? Like I'm thinking. Maybe we see it. Maybe we see a Jonathan Huberto for Tyson Berry deal. Maybe that'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Their right D is looking pretty terrible, so. Although I would love, I would love for them, the Oilers to. That's the one player I think I'd trade Darnell Nurse for is uh, Jonathan Huberto. I I think you got you would have to add quite a bit for that though. Darnell's a pretty Personally. solid defenseman. Yeah, but we're talking Huberto here. He's on a good contract for the next four years, right? So he's only 26. Maybe like a second, third uh, he's round like pick, a top maybe? Line. Yeah, probably like a second, I would say. I don't know. Colorado values Barry pretty high, though, so. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's... That, there's that with the Broberg. Uh, number nine was the Anaheim Ducks, and they end up taking Seagrass, which was saddening. I think a great pick for them. Uh, they need help down the middle, and this is a kid that I think will help them down the middle. Him and Sam Steele are going to look good as a one-two punch. The best thing about uh, that pick was just hearing a Canucks fan, right after the selection was made, yell yeah. the biggest fuck you can ever hear. <laughs> well, I was looking on Twitter... I was looking on Twitter a little bit before this pick was made, and I, already, and I saw a couple Canucks fans go, uh, please, for the love of God, do not take Zgris. Uh, that's that's who we all were point. looking at. And uh, Yeah, you guys were all looking at that. But, uh, I mean, I think we can just kind of quickly brush over the, the Ducks. I, I think that we can all agree this was a good pick for them, right? Oh, great. Yes, yeah, it was like the same situation yeah. with L.A. California just got to chill there and let a guy fall right to him. Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump into right to Vancouver then, because they were disappointed by the Zagros pick, but I don't see any reason why they should be. Uh, Vasily no. Colson was ranked third till April. This kid is no slouch of a player. He's got extreme talent, works his ass off, is a pretty good skater, his compete level is off the charts, and he's. I, I'm just throwing it out there. He's going to look great beside Bo Horvat. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I totally agree. I wasn't sure at first, and then, you know, did my research, and now I'm... I'm very happy with the pick. You're I believer. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, did you guys hear that reaction? People were shocked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was like a mix This guy of... was... It, this guy was... Sorry, this guy's ranked third to f- fifth at the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah. yeah. He only dropped because of his two-year... Which, uh, which like, you guys made a point. At, at pick number 10, you're going to wait two years for your guy anyway. He's going to be playing exactly. with men. He's going to be ready to jump right in in two years. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of saw this coming. I thought he was going to go between, like, 10... Uh, the 10 to... 15 ratio uh but and in, in no way is his skill level reflected out of that this guy no. is a top 10 player right so arguably top five player so for the the uh canucks to grab this kid uh like this is a home run for them yeah i was this very happy another another, another great judd ba- judd bracket find you can kind of tell why he slipped down because you know chicago was not going to take him at three uh yeah. abs went defenseman turcott they're not going to take him at five Detroit went defenseman, uh-huh. Buffalo went for the safe pick, Edmonton went defenseman, and Anaheim had a guy fall to their lap. So, yeah, Paul Cole's in the next reasonable place well, from the Anaheim needed a center as well, really badly. So, 
Yeah. Um, because their centers are atrocious, yeah. the depth. But um, yeah, that was a good pick. No, I, I also was sitting there after the pick. Too. Yeah, Hoglander was a great pick. Hoglander, um, yeah. But uh, so I, they announced Pod Colson, and I kind of sat there in about for a second or two in shock, and then I just kind of realized I was like, wait, this is a this is an amazing pick. And I think after about an hour or two hours after the draft on Twitter, I think the Canucks fan base slowly started to realize that yeah, this is yep. a pretty good <laughs> Yeah, they, um, they started to really... After they started looking up highlights and yeah. you know, reviews oh, yeah. in the draft. And well, all the, the, analysts, the first thing like, you texted me uh, is, Ben, be happy. That was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I sat there for a second or two. Well, honest to God, I, I thought they were going to take Caulfield. That was the guy I thought they were going to take, right? I, when they I, didn't yeah, take it was him, Caulfield I was or Krebs. Because I was like... Yeah, because I was like, well, I had Caulfield as fifth in this entire draft. Uh, right. We'll get to where he went later because, uh, yeah, but you're, no. you're, you're okay with yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> I was okay with it in the end, but uh, <laughs> they didn't take him. And I was like, oh, God, well, and then I kind of realized who they took. And I was like, oh, well, I forgot this guy was even here. Like, why right. is this guy still around? Yeah. Right. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I clued in who they took and I instantly pulled up my phone and went, Ben, be happy. This is a good pick. Like this, this is good for you guys. And then I, I think I said like him and Bo is gonna be nasty. Yeah. Well, um, like I was looking got, at the board. now you got Pedersen and Besser. Right. No, go ahead. Uh, so I was looking at the board, uh, and and I like because I texted you guys. I'm like, I think it's gonna be Caulfield or Krebs. And I saw his name at the last second. And I go, Oh my god, that's exactly what's gonna be like. That's a perfect Canucks pick just because he's kind of hidden. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's you know we try and find these guys, and we did. Yeah, well, I was just going to say that uh, I think you guys were missing that last forward to fill up your top six. And, oh, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, You, you got least. Besser, Pedersen, and now you got Horvat, Pakulzin, right? So that top JT like, Miller. Four guys. Oh, yeah, JT oh, Miller. Yeah, let's let's, let's talk that about one. that one because I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like that trade. I really? kind of – I like yeah. it. I, I feel better about it now than I did because of the – uh, conditions Condition? on that first round pick. Oh, it was conditional. Oh yeah. Yeah. If we make, if oh, we miss the, the playoffs, if we miss the playoffs, it's ours next year. Oh, okay. That makes me feel way better. I thought it was yeah, just your pick yes. next year. Okay. No, you thought okay, they went full Ottawa? You never go full yeah, Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. I hundred percent <laughs> thought they went full Ottawa. And I was like, <laughs> no, I that would have been brutal. Like, I think they're fringe next year, but like, I don't know if they're locked for the playoffs next year. <laughs> no, I was, that's like, why. I was literally about to say. I think it's two years down the road. Like, I think you trade your pick next year. It, like, or not next year. Like, you know, two you know years, what I mean? Like, in the off season the road, next yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so and if we make that the... That makes perfect sense. So if we miss the playoffs, which we damn well might, it's still ours, yeah. so I'm okay. Okay, that's that That makes me feel way better about that. Yeah. Now, this, yeah. It's a and, very and deep draft. Yeah, Miller's all getting to Miller, but it's a very deep draft, so if you guys do make the playoffs, it's going to suck not having that first-round pick, but I think you guys right. will be happy getting into the playoffs for the first time in, in five or six it's, years, wherever it's it is. Been, yeah, it's been a five-year drought, so you, you got to get back in. Like, yeah. the fans are we're, we're impatient, we're dying. Exactly. Especially especially Vancouver as a market. I mean, you got to. You guys are pretty like... Yeah. yeah, so let's, let's talk about yeah. JT Miller. He is a complete versatile player he can play center he can play left wing he can play right wing he can play in the first line he can play on the goddamn fourth line he can play power play penalty yeah, he can play, literally do goal, it yeah. all this is a guy that if Pedersen gets hurt now you have a one-two punch still of Bo Horvat and JT mm-hmm. Miller if Pedersen's mm-hmm. in the lineup he can play third line center he can play wing like 
you have so many I think options he plays now. First line. I, I bet he plays I, I, on the I, wing with Pedersen yeah. and Besser. Yeah, I, I yeah you could yeah. you can put him on the wing with Bo Horvat there. as well. Like it, it doesn't matter where you play him; he's gonna be there and he's gonna contribute. He's a he's had solid he's player had, on a know, great contract. Yeah, and he's he's yeah. a guy well, that can put up over fifty points. He can score over twenty goals, and he's a really good playmaker as well. So, yeah. It, well, he's he's really gonna help. Uh, the penalty kill too. He's a really good penalty kill. Oh, thank God! Our penalty kill was so, so inconsistent. Uh, yeah, I know. I know you were saying how last year it was be it would be really good, trash. and then it would be we went through a game of like fourteen games in a row, or a stretch of fourteen yeah. games in a row where we let up a goal on a penalty kill. I also think he brings a really nice uh, like some winning culture to him because he's been he's uh, been sixty playoff he was, games. He was, yeah. yeah, he was on, he was on the Rangers when they were good. Then he went to the Lightning when they were good. So. Uh, and he's only he's only twenty six or twenty seven. He's, yeah, he's he's not old. Totally young too, right? And it's so. like like Zane said, he's got a, you know he's making five and a half or something. So yeah, he's on a I contract. I really it's grown on me. It's grown on me. He for was sure. he was also on that uh, team North America team. Yes, you know, like yes, that, he was. that was a stacked yeah, was. stacked roster, and J T Miller was deservedly on it. He's a Wasn't good player. Wasn't he like a last uh, a last? Yeah, like, he was one of get hurt, and he was he, the, he, no no he made the, the team ball. he made the team outright. Oh okay. Uh, I think I don't think he was up on the top six, but you know he was still on that team, and he was very, very, yeah, yeah. very good roster. So, okay, well, what about the other trade Vancouver made that all the fans really loved and then suddenly didn't like as much? What? Which one? The one that they made a mistake like, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the crowd cheered, and then they were like, "Correction, uh, you're actually moving back in the draft." <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was no one knew. It was, no one was, was it. it was yeah. Piet or something. You know, we actually yeah. got. We got a good player from San Jose, though. I was I was surprised. Yeah, Fra- Francis. Uh, yeah, Brown, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a guy that could be a fringe NHLer this year. Yeah, and uh, I think Payet's probably done. So this. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I actually, back I a slot. No pretty, I, I, I think it was a pretty underrated or good trade. You know, it's yeah. a good, you know it's a good trade when you go to San Jose's Twitter and they're. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. other teams, yeah. That is good. Uh, that's great. Okay, well, we kind of went through the top ten. Uh, now what we're going to do, I think, is skip to kind of the Canadian teams, cover them. Uh, and then what we're going to do is kind of go over the winners and the losers of the draft. So I think the next Canadian team that picked was... Wow, was look at Montreal. that. Montreal. Montreal. Boys. You're, you're, <laughs> just, Montreal? you're just ready and itching to talk about the Habs. I, I didn't realize it was Montreal. Okay, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Montreal. Because actually, uh, we should talk about the one more trade that did happen in the in the first round, and the one deal that did happen. Oh yeah, the Arizona one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh yeah. From the moment that Moritz Sider went, John Chaka was on that phone, hardcore. Yes. He yeah. was talking think- to Buffalo. He was talking to Edmonton. He was talking to. Um, he was talking to, he was just on that phone he was working it and he the reason was is uh they had Soderstrom at three on yeah, their drop that's board craziness so they had wow. him above Bowen Byram right they had to have had him above yeah. Bowen yeah because you have Hughes and Capital well, Chica said they weren't leaving the draft Unless, without him that's crazy <laughs> so I, I think as soon but I think as soon the cider went I think the consensus was that Philly was taking a defenseman right so Arizona goes they don't have very much in their prospect pool for right hand defensemen. And I had I had Philly taken Soderstrom for a long time before I, I switched to Cedar. So I could hundred percent see why Chaika was like, I need to get ahead of Philly. Like that's the team I need to get ahead of, right? So you trade so, with Philly. Yeah. Which I mean I think I think if Philly is willing they like they gave up a pretty good second round pick. 
45th for that? Yeah, 45th. When arguably, I mean, does Philly just take Cam York anyways? I'm not sure. Like this, this, so they, it's a this, forward, yeah. this might have been a really good pick or a good trade for Arizona if they really wanted the guy because I think Philly takes him. I think that was the guy Philly took at that spot. But Cam um, York at 11 would have been a stretch, though. Yeah, I think so, which is why I think maybe they take Caulfield. Maybe Arizona's, but then again, they took York at 14, so it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This This was a weird one for me. Does anyone know what Philadelphia was thinking? We learned over the past few weeks with that Kevin Hayes contract. No. Hayes, baby. They <laughs> yeah, want to spend no. a lot of money on an average player. What's their strongest death position? Left-handed defenseman. Who'd they take? A left-handed defenseman. All right. Um, <laughs> Wait. No, but in all seriousness, um, like, do we think they should have just stayed put? Oh, no. Why not? Take right? that. Take that asset. No, no. I'm talking Arizona. They probably should have just stayed put. Uh, well, they were how with how high they were on Soderstrom, like there was no way you could have stayed put. You think that guy's going third overall and he's still there at eleven? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is very true, actually. Um, now he's gonna look this fantastic is, beside uh, Ekman Larson in a couple years. Yeah, this is the second year in a row now that their top pick is completely off the board. Barry Hayden yeah. was not a top 10 pick last year, oh, and yeah. he went five. This year, Victor Soderstrom was not a top 10 pick, and they had him going three. I know a lot of people may be upset by that, but um, Hayden looked really good this year in the in juniors. He also looked very yeah, good at did. the World Junior Championships. So I know that Arizona does theirs a little differently, where they're very analytical. Like, they're very, oh, like, yeah. money ball approach to it. Oh, yes. Uh, they hired a whole bunch of guys. They actually hired uh, the... Or no, never mind. I think it was Nashville. Yeah, I'm mixed up in Nashville. But um, well, Chica's wife, Chica's wife runs like an yeah. analytics company. She's like the head of it. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. So, and he's younger, right? Like he's way more open to. Oh yeah. Um, he's like this new style thinking. I think forty. He's, he's he looks 20s, like he's twenty. <laughs> no, no, no. He was no, twenty-seven no. when he was hired, wasn't he? Was he really? That, no. That, are you mixing up with Dubas? Yeah, I think you're mixing yeah, yeah, with yeah. Dubas. I think he was. T- no, I think he was 27 when he was hired. 30. Yeah, so he was, he was in his 20s he was when he was hired. When yeah. he was hired. Holy. Yeah, yeah he was 27. All right, boys, what are we doing? We got like seven years here, six years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to catch up. Well, speaking okay. of the other young GM in the league, I guess that takes us to Toronto. Toronto? We're going to skip over Montreal's pick. Oh, yeah, I, like I, I was just going to be like that. Did <laughs> <laughs> you like that? This is, this is Grace has been waiting, man. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I, I don't even... Okay. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I, you guys saw my reaction to this pick. I lost my mind. It's actually on Twitter. Uh, if you go to my Twitter... Your reaction is? Yeah, you can see it on Twitter. I tagged uh, Cool Caulfield in it. Oh, that's and said, hilarious. Hey, like, Welcome to the team. I er, I said welcome to the Habs. Uh, I don't know if you can tell by my reaction, but I'm pretty happy for we got you or something like that. He's actually uh, one of the one prospects I didn't see out on like the concourse area. It's probably because he's so short. I might have, might have just missed him. <laughs> yeah, he was just underneath everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he was actually doing a whole bunch of. He did a a ten minute interview with uh, Gallagher underneath, and he met he bet uh, I think three or four of the Habs prospects were actually at the draft. Nice. Like. Uh, Suzuki paling and stuff. So I think he was hanging out with them. Probably they all went to the draft. 
Yeah, yeah. I saw Brady Absolute Chuchuk dude. there. Character. Hey, Character. Grayson, Attitude. Grayson. Let me let me play yeah. your reaction to the microphone. It's so funny. <laughs> okay, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. To the Montreal Canadiens yeah. select from the U.S. National Development Program. Gold. Yeah, baby! That is one happy man right there. <laughs> Did you guys okay, hear it? I don't even know. Let's, let's roll it. What? Yeah, I know. That was perfect. Let's roll back here and just... Um... They, they didn't even so, say his Philly name pick. yet. Sorry. They didn't even <laughs> say his name yet. And you were so... so I know. Yeah, I baby. Know. So let's roll back. Let, let's roll back. Because my girlfriend was pissed, too, that she didn't record uh, the Philadelphia pick. Because Philadelphia strolls out there, pick 14, and all I'm saying out loud is don't pick coffee. Don't pick coffee. <laughs> of course. Don't pick coffee, right? <laughs> they walk up there and they go, from the univer- or from the uh, United States Development Program, I take my hat off and I throw it on the floor. I'm like, oh, you didn't even hear a right? name. And then they go, Cam York. And I, I look up, I'm like, I look at my girlfriend, I'm like, did they just say Cam York? I'm like, yeah. I was so pumped, right? Pick my hat up. I'm like, okay, okay. There's still a chance. There's still a chance. Oh, oh. yeah. I would have loved for that. them to take Ryan Suzuki after that. Oh. Yeah, okay. That right. hat would have been through the wall. Did you guys see? Did you guys see the uh, reaction of Mark Bergman and the whole Habs table uh, right before the pick? They were no. laughing out loud when Philly took Cam York. No, I didn't laughing. see that. Yeah, they were laughing out loud and joking with each other. They were so excited that Caulfield dropped to them. <laughs> well, yeah, the kid scored 72 goals. Like, how, how do you... Yeah, 70, 72 goals, 67 inches tall, I'm 1.07 goals per inch. He made it in the first hey, round, at least, unlike this, the Brinkat. This is, this is exactly what the Habs need, man. We, we have needed a goal scorer I don't know how long, man. Like, the last goal scorer I Since can Max Pacioretty. Okay, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sensitive. I've, I've deleted Max Pacioretty. Oh my, my god. Okay, I actually like Max Pacioretty. He's, not, he's not working out for Vegas. I mean, they just signed him to like a no, $7 okay, million the, deal. Okay, the difference between Max Pacioretty and Cole Caulfield, and what I mean by the, uh, I'm talking like a high skill level. One six two. the other one's a guy who seven. can, A guy who can create goals on his own. Pacioretty relies on other guys to goals, to get him goals. Caulfield has underrated hands right and he can make plays by himself and him man let me let me just go over a, a habs forward lineup for you here that in like two to three years okay uh brendan gallagher max domi and cole caulfield together they make one human <laughs> yeah, <true>. <laughs> all right so the top line for the habs in two to three years i got domi kokiniemi and caulfield that's a pretty sick top line i think if if kk turns out to be like barkoff right which a lot of people are, are saying that's kind of his um ceiling so uh second line i got Druan, paling and suzuki on the right side i think that's a pretty sick line too third line we got tatar deno gallagher which was our second line this year arguably our first line and then last line i got lekin and then the next two guys are like i got i just threw in evans and mccarran mccarran's a big body uh he's looked a little bit better last year he improved his foot speed and then evans is a underrated guy i think he can play fourth line center he's great with a face-off draw so after that um, our defense, I mean, could use some work. Uh, but we used some second-round picks on some left-handed defensemen, which I really liked because we have a massive hole there. And I think Jaden Struble was lower. He was like a second or third-round pick on my list. But after watching more of his games, uh, he played high school hockey last year. But I didn't realize how physically fit he was. He came first in five categories at the NHL Draft Combine in fitness testing. 
which is insane. Oh, good. He fits so, in with all your he's coaches also one of the, and scouts and all that stuff. I, I, no, <laughs> honest to God, or, 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 you should look at this kid. He's huge. But uh, he... Wait, we're not talking uh, about Caulfield anymore. He's also one of the youngest anymore, kids in the draft. No, no, we're talking about James. <laughs> um, I'm just making a joke. <laughs> but no. Uh, so, yeah, Stribble's comparison is... Uh, I know Timmons said they they're, they looked at his game and they saw a lot of Charlie McAvoy in him. And hilariously, Jaden Struble is a massive Bruins fan. So getting drafted by the Habs is pretty hilarious. Um, it's like a Charlie McAvoy. That's how, that, that's how the Habs uh, convert Bruins fans. We draft them. We draft them. So Who's the Habs other fans. guy who got drafted by his rival? I think it was a Philly or Pittsburgh prospect. Uh, Sanheim? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Good stuff. Um, Those are always fun. But anyways, I, I thought that the Habs did a good job. I think that there's after the first day, their second day was a little a little underrated, and a lot of the picks I thought they were going to take on the second day, they didn't because they took they, they ended up with Caulfield the first day, right? So um, I think that threw everything out of whack for them, and they you know took they focused more heavily on the defenseman the second day because they they filled such a giant hole with that Caulfield pick that just felt their lap. Yeah. This is a good pick for them. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into, uh, I think, Ottawa's Church. next at 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ottawa, Winnip- and then Winnipeg, and then Toronto didn't have a first-round pick. Yeah, we'll get to them soon. So let's do Ottawa. They took Lassie Thompson, defenseman. He's got a cannon of a shot. I had him going, um, I think, 25th in that range. So this was understandable for me he plays the right side and they need some right hand defenseman so poor guy poor guy poor guy yeah was eugene melnick you know what I, I actually i don't i think i was really paying attention was eugene melnick there was he on no, stage he wasn't he wasn't yeah that's there. what i was thinking i was like i i didn't see him and i i was trying to remember if i if i just wasn't paying attention or if i didn't see him and i was like no he, he actually wasn't there so uh i guess he lassie thompson dodged a bullet didn't have to yep. shake his hand. <laughs> oh. For sure. Um, no, okay. So this whole Lassie Thompson pick, I think that this was a good pick. I think their second day was one of the worst out of all the teams. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what they're doing with their... Now, I could regret saying this, but that 32nd pick was terrible. You have Kaliev sitting there, and you have Lavoie sitting there, and you take Shane Pinto, who I had like 62nd. Yeah, that was really strange. That was a weird pick, man. I don't know what like. I don't know what that pick was. I. It's I mean, Ottawa, at least, dude. It's Ottawa. You have no prospect. You have no prospects. Like at least take a gamble on a guy who is ranked top fifteen, right? With Kaliev. Yeah. You gotta. Don't I you? Mean, Isn't that just a no-brain pick? You can. You can try to understand what crazy people do, or you can just you know laugh at it and move on. That's what I'm gonna choose yeah. to do here. Some men want to watch the world burn. You know, he's just. It's just the way it is. But all in all, I think I liked the Thompson pick from them. I thought it was decent. It's a good pick. I think he's going to look good beside um, either... Uh, yeah, Shabbat. Or who, I don't know who their next left-handed D is. Cody I think it's no, Cody Cece's right-handed, but that's probably their well, next I'm just best thinking in a couple years. That's pretty sad. I think was who they took take last year, Bernard Docker. I think it was. I don't know if he's right-handed or left-handed. Anyways, uh, Winnipeg... Took like a guy that I predicted they would take, uh, Vili Hanolia, Hanola. Um, 
I'm not a big fan of this player, but I think he was the best player available in terms of like ranking and such left there. And I think that he also probably feels a need for um, the Jets after their f- Truba is gone and we don't know what's going to happen with Myers. So they probably needed to take a defenseman here. Yeah, this was your, um, your last pick that you got right in the entire draft. Yeah. <laughs> Called out. Savage. Savage. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I didn't mean um, anything bad by it. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it was just the last one. It was just a statement. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out. <laughs> but no. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Anola, I don't think he's the greatest skater. He takes stupid penalties. I've said this before. Um, his defense in his own zone is questionable. When he's in the offensive zone, this kid is dynamite. He's really, really good. So... Um, Pure I, offensive I know, defenseman. Growing up, he was compared to Heiskanen, which I don't really understand because he can't skate like Heiskanen. But, um, yeah. We'll see if this one works out for them. There's definitely potential here for him. So, uh, The next pick was... Let's just do Toronto. They had a second-round pick. They took Nick Robertson, which I actually think was a really good pick for them because uh, I had him in the first round, and he dropped to, like, 45th around there, forty in the 40s. Mm-hmm. So for them to jump on that, I was um, kind of pissed because, you know, it's Toronto, but still, it was. I think it was a good pick. So they also made a deal on day two as well. Yeah, yeah the um, the Marlowe trade? Yeah, Kyle Dubas, as everyone saw, working the phones like no tomorrow, one in each year. Two, yeah, two at the same time. Literally trying yeah, doing so- everything he could to get rid of Patrick Marlowe's contract and ended up paying a hefty price for it. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Was it a first round pick? Yeah. It was conditional yeah. though, right? Yeah. Again, conditional a conditional. First. So if it's a top ten, I think it goes to the next year. Yeah, but still, like twenty twenty is a deep draft. They're not finishing in the bottom ten. That's gonna be a nope. twenty twenty pick. Yep. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Grayson, I'm I'm curious, out of all the Canadian teams, who had the best second round? Because I know that's that's another like the second The best second round? round? Yeah. Like specifically Ooh. a second round. Um, Edmonton. Best second round. Who did Edmonton take in the second round? They took Lavoie, and who was the other guy? No, that was it. We only had one second. So you guys had one second. Uh, Vancouver took Hoglander. Montreal took Struble. Toronto took Nick Robertson. Not even of Canadian teams, just in general. Sure. In general, the best second round was Carolina. They had the best drafts. Oh, okay, Carolina. Yeah, close. Carolina had the best draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, it, was, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. Um, but in terms of Canadian teams, um, probably Edmonton. Yeah, it's. I think it's probably Edmonton. Uh, can we can we go second third round? No, because Vancouver didn't have a third round pick. It would <laughs> no. still be Edmonton. I, I don't think I don't think I'd say Vancouver. I think Hoglander is good, but uh, Lavoie I think is probably the best. Yeah. Even if you I'm include looking, third I'm, round, I'm just I'm trying to find if any other team had a second round selection from like Calgary doesn't look. Yeah, I think it's Edmonton. Yeah, I think I, it goes Edmonton. I think it goes Edmonton, then Vancouver, and then Montreal. Yeah, that sounds right to me. I kind of want to just then... play Grayson's "Yeah, baby" as like a sound clip right now, just. 
for, no, you have for Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, for Edmonton oh. <laughs> having the best second. Well, <laughs> I think it's a no. It's a no brainer, right? Like that that Lavois, <laughs> dude. That like that Lavois kid. If he would have just let's 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 just the kid had twenty goals in twenty three games in the, in the playoffs. playoffs for Halifax. Yeah. That's insanity, so you just, right? You just got to get him to the playoffs, and then he'll be there every night. But so I think what then, happened is. So I think what happened is uh, Zane was Zane met him actually at the draft. Oh, that's right. And yeah, he seems. You said he was kind of an introvert. Yeah, right? a little bit a little of introvert. Shy. A little, sh- little. Sh- I mean, he seemed fine. Uh, the picture we took, he was a little awkward, but like. Yeah. I. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if he didn't interview well. Yeah, maybe not. Like, I wonder if he was just bad in the interviews, uh, or just not as good as some other guys. Like, not as intense and confident. And in a goal scorer, you kind of want confidence, right? Yeah. yeah but at the same time, I bet it's a mix of that and and the. Fa- uh, at pick thirty-eight, at the what? Uh, the the Oilers were you know just got on the clock, and Doug Wilson literally came up to the Oilers table asking for the pick, and then they also got a call from Mark Bergevin, uh, as well, and the Oilers went to went up and took the guy, and uh, you know that cooled off San Jose and Montreal so it seems like both teams were interested in, in trading up for that pick and it looks like they were going after Lavois as well so I'm really glad that they were to the ground and took well, him. Well I think I think if a guy like that is going to drop this guy has. Yeah you, you go and try and trade This guy has pick. undeniable pure talent like top 10 talent He's just, That's crazy. The kid can skate he has an unbelievable shot, sick hands He's a big dude too right? He just needs to, yeah he's 6'3 he's yeah, six four. Six four can um, play center or wing. He, yeah, he can play center or wing. When he's got to show up. Kid, when he when he fills up, when he fills out, he's gonna be a beast, right? Yeah. But yeah, he's just got to show up like every night. So I I don't I don't know like he only think, had seventy some points. Yeah. In the um regular season, but guess who else only had seventy seventy some points in the regular season? Kirby Doc, who went third overall. Went third and. Honest to God, these two players I think are very similar in terms of size, skill. I think Lavoie is a better skater. I think that uh, Doc is better, has probably more confidence. Um, but these two had very similar like playoff runs too. Doc, Doc put um, the team on his back in the playoffs, and Lavoie kind of did the same thing with Halifax. So, um, like that's kind of like a comparable, right? Um, yeah. And for the, him to go, what was it, 38th, you saying? Yep, 38th. That's insane. So, that I is, think that's he, a no-brainer. He slid Edmonton. way too far. Oh, way too far. I can't I can't believe... Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, even a team like Ottawa, who's bilingual, right? Like, wouldn't that make sense, too? Like, this kid is fallen here. He's speak. He's French, which a lot, there's a lot of French people in Ottawa, too. And... He's got talent. I don't understand why you don't take that kid, or at least take a chance on him. Yeah, no, this I don't doesn't either. make any sense to me. Or Kaliev, like that's why. You know, Kaliev had some I, I... alternate factors um, to him uh, that you know yeah, there was reasons yeah. why he dropped, and Stating... it seemed to go across the board that NHL teams were aware of this, and that's why he dropped so far. And it it wasn't yeah. a uh, on ice issue. Uh, I'll just put it No, it was way. skating, and it was attitude. Apparently, he was really out of shape at the Combine. Um, he also has three documented places of birth. Does he? Oh, yeah. This is another... This that. might be another Alexander Ovechkin. I don't know... We don't know what his actual age How is old? situation. Yeah. Oh, interesting. 
There, there are oh, huge yeah, red flags on him. He was him. born in Russia, right? We don't know where he was he born. We don't know where he was born. I'm just going to put it that way. <laughs> we really don't know. Huh. Elite Prospect says well, Taxent UZB. I don't actually know where that is. That's I, I haven't heard that before, so that's interesting. Yeah, that, that definitely could have played a role. It looks like in it's it. somewhere in Russia. Yeah. Well, I, I just while we're talking about second-round picks, too, I want to shout out the Edmonton Oilers for their third-round pick, too, because the goalie they took in the third round was, I think, a more under-the-radar kid, a little bit smaller, overage, but this kid is going to be good. Um, I, I, how do you pronounce, What's his name? How do you pronounce it? Kana, Kana, Kana you got Kana. this. <laughs> you got this Konovalov Konovalov I got it I got it Konovalov okay um, sorry I butchered that but Ilya Konovalov uh, had fantastic numbers in the KHL this year and played really yeah, well yeah I'm not sure how I the, don't think he was on the best team I'm not so. sure how the KHL rookie of the year goes Southern you know yeah it goes under the radar like that he played 45 games in the KHL and had a 930 save percentage this is another one too, where uh, yeah, he's only Zane's asking me. He's only six. Zane's five. asking me who do who who are we taking? Who are we? Yeah, taking I didn't know anyone in the third round. Him. Like no clue. I, I think I texted him seven names, and then I said, and there's also a couple goalies really uh, that are available. They're good goalies available, and then the seven names I took all went like in that area, and then they took a goalie, and Zane said the name, and I went, oh yeah, that kid's dead. Yeah, I looked so. up his stats <laughs> right right when he gets drafted. I'm like, holy shit, this guy is actually really good it wasn't the mhl it wasn't the vhl it was the khl that he's putting up these numbers on uh yeah he's 20 years old yeah he's only six foot and i think that's probably why he dropped but you know those are undeniable numbers now i don't know his contract situation like is he signed for next year he is definitely signed for next year i'm not sure if it's another year after that but even so like you know he's because this is a guy and and no joke here this is a kid who Give him a year, give him two years, and he can step in and maybe be a starter for the for the Oilers. Wow! I, I think this is this is a this was a fantastic pick, and especially in the Oilers situation where they need a goalie pretty quick and fast, this was the perfect guy to take in this draft. Like this was this had Oilers written all over all over him. So um, great pick, and for you know reference of what nine thirty in the KHL means, the Oilers signed Miko Koskinen who had a nine three seven in only 29 games to a, to a, you know, a ridiculous extension uh, just this past year. So him coming in at 20 years old in a 930 in 45 games, hell yeah. Yeah, but it's only up, right? Like, he's still really young. And that's a 937 on SK St. Petersburg. Well, let's also talk about this, too. This that's, kid was the, the uh, goaltender of the tournament. This kid was the goaltender of the tournament in the, in the World Junior Championships. I don't know if you guys know that too. Oh, he was the well, Russian yeah, actually? goalie in the world. Yeah, he won goaltender of the tournament. He was the Russian goalie in the World Juniors. This was the kid. I'm pretty sure. Jeez. Or no? No, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I'm, I'm lying. It's the other. It's the other Russian guy. I lied. Uh, I, was like, I really? lied. Wow. Yeah, I lied. It's the it's the Piotr guy. Yeah, yeah. It's Piotr. Okay, I lied. So yeah, hey, uh, fun <laughs> fact: he will be playing on locomotive the locomotive team uh next year and that team will be coached by none other than craig mctavish Ooh, interesting yeah so it looks like the old boys club actually didn't disband they're just globalizing 
That's hilarious. It seems like it seems like Broberg's about to go play for Steve Stales' OHL team, and Yessi Pugliarvi is linked to Yari Curry's uh, European team. So uh, you know the old boys club are still getting it done. Oh, you know why I confused him in the World Junior? He actually played in the World Juniors two years ago. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, so I I, I mixed him up there. No, he he put up fantastic. He also put up pretty good numbers in the uh, playoffs too, like decent numbers. He had above a nine hundred, and he had uh, two forty. So yeah, solid. When you're in the playoffs, it's it's better competition, right? I also just want to quickly highlight the Oilers' fourth and sixth round picks. They are both Czech Republic born, and they are best friends. Oh, that's right. I remember you friendship. saying that. Friendship. Matej Blumel. Power I, friendship. I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> and uh, Thomas Mazura. So, uh, you know, that's really awesome. You know, you, you get drafted and all of a sudden your buddy gets drafted the exact same team. You know, that's a, that's, you know, that's going to make your day. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move into who we thought had the best, since we're kind of talking about the best days of the draft. And then let's do, Carolina. like, let's do, yeah, let's do top three and then we'll do bottom three uh, days of the draft. So, um, yeah, let's start off with Carolina. Carolina picked literally all my favorite players. I was sitting there just texting these two guys going like, are you kidding me? Again. This is like, again, again. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, I think they had the steal. I think they honestly had the steal of the draft. And Jameson Reese, I, I talked about him last uh, episode. Yeah, 44. This kid is this kid is unbelievably good. Um, and I think he flew under the radar because he was injured most of the year. And he has some temper issues. But other than that, this kid is highly skilled. And he's, he's going to be dynamite for them. So... I mean, I don't think I, I'm I'm pretty terrified for Carolina moving forward because not only do they get another first round pick from Toronto next year, um, they're getting all these fantastic prospects. Like they got Ryan Suzuki twenty eighth, which is pretty sweet. Uh, they got that goalie Piotr Kachikov, who was the World Junior goalie. The other kid I was talking about, um, who was the World Junior goalie in the tournament, um, Patrick Puistola, who some people had in the first round, on Antoni Honka who was supposed to be an offensive dynamo um, defenseman, and he dropped because he's terrible in his own zone. But if he develops, there's his potential there. Dominic Fensori, who is a 5'7 defenseman, he played at the development program for the U.S. And a lot of people said that if there wasn't so many good players on that team, he would have gone higher because he would have had more opportunity. But this kid is a fantastic skater, has a lot of skill, and a lot of people think that he could be transitioning to becoming a forward uh, in the future. So that was a really good pick. Tuka Tiascola, who is a fantastic Finnish uh, winger, uh, and he really th- rose to the rankings throughout the year. Kirill Slepitz, who I know a lot of people might remember from the World Juniors, who was a super speedy Russian guy. Uh, he was an overager, but a lot of people were talking about him. So, like, overall, this draft was fantastic for them. How did I, how does a team that make the, make the Eastern Conference Finals and then have 12 draft picks? Aw, uh, dude, I have... This was... An, I don't know. They're they're having more next year too. Like I said, they they're taking Toronto's pick next year. They're having two first round picks and a deep draft next year. This team's only going to get scarier. They also have thirty million in cap space. However, it is funny that their owner, the way he is about his first round picks. Do you guys know what his uh, his um, what he said about him? No. He said, "While I'm the owner of the team, we will never select a defenseman in the first round." Interesting. They went with Nick Suzuki. They, sorry, they went with Ryan Suzuki this year, who's a, a center. I've seen more people talk about that, where people where um, teams shouldn't take defensemen and goalies in the first round because they're more of a wild card, right? 
Bowen Byram. Your first round should be um, a slam dunk. Well, there are slam dunk defensemen, so. No, I agree, but it just it, there's more variety with defensemen, right? Yeah, fair. They take longer to develop, mm-hmm. so. Goalies in the first round um, that would be very interesting. Yeah, one of them. Goalies, no. One of them happened this year. Yeah. To see more though, um, like to see a jump. No, I was saying that that you shouldn't take goalies. In oh, the first round. I think you like, should. But like you should only take four. So do you agree uh, with uh, Spencer Knight going as as high as he did? Yeah, that kid's that kid's a he's nasty. Like he's nasty. Good. He's gonna be re- he's gonna be really good. And they they uh, they needed him. Like, so they do they sign Bobrovsky then? That's like why does yeah I Florida? So there's no rush. There's no rush. Like don't rush the kid. Um, sign Bobrovsky to I would sign him to a four or five year deal with like Carey Price money. And then let let uh, Spencer give, Knight give Knight up. give Knight four and five four to five years, and if they do that, he's gonna be like. They're saying that he can like, pull know, Carter Hurt though, stepping at twenty. No, I, I don't. I don't know about that. You can't. I mean, you can. Like, you can say that, but you can't. World, you can't play by that. Like thinking he's gonna yeah, hop in at twenty. In, so in we don't a need perfect ball. world, there are three goalies in, perfect, in the last five years that have done that though. In in a perfect yeah, world, though, Carter Hart shouldn't be playing right now. Like, I don't yeah. think he should be. To play to tell a kid that age to play eighty or sixty games in a regular season. Well, because you look at how he's doing in the A in the no, AHL. Like hold he, on, neither of those three goalies, neither of those three goalies, Matt Murray, uh, Carter Hart, Jordan Bennington, have played, you know, more no. than forty games. No, no, agreed. But who's going to play the other forty games in in Florida? That's my point. Luongo will play twenty. And Bennington, and Bennington's Hart, a bit older. And Hart, Bennington is Hart a bit older in. as well. So. Yeah, and Hart stepped in halfway through the year, which is why you play. Like, I have legitimate concerns. I think Hart will take a step back next year because of the sheer amount of games he's going to have to play. Like, I think Philly should go out and get a veteran guy, right? Like, um, to help him out. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Uh, I actually want to talk about the uh, third round pick that they used to select Jamison Reese. That pick started yeah. out in uh, as a Florida original pick. They traded that pick to. San Jose when San Jose flipped Mike Hoffman to them and then San Jose traded that pick as part of the Eric Carlson deal mm-hmm. and then Ottawa traded up to get Matt Sogard and they that was one of the picks that they gave up to Carolina to yeah. take Jameson Reese it's just a well, I was super, long I was transaction there it was 40 like literally at this pick I'm like okay two more and the Habs can pick Jameson Reese I'm like two more just two more and then no Carolina ruined it for me so <laughs> Which they um, seem to do a lot of during that draft. I was actually kind of thinking with Ryan Suzuki too was following. I was like, I wonder if the Habs will trade up and and nab uh, Suzuki's brother. Oh, we but actually did get a brother combination. We did Cal Cal, Cal and Cal Nolan Foot. We oh, that's right. We, we yeah. can talk Tampa. about the lighting too. We we can talk about the lighting too because I have them as um, I think they're near the bottom three for worst drafts. Oh, that's fine. They got a stud team and an extra first round pick. They're who, who is your way. bottom three? Uh, so I got Columbus. Obviously, they only have three picks. Right. I don't think they really count, though. So, But uh, the Islanders, I think, are pretty bad. Um, and Detroit. The Bruins are pretty bad. No, Detroit was one of my better drafts, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, the Bruins, the well, the Stars were pretty lackluster. Uh, the, the Isles and... Yeah, the bottom two are definitely the Isles, Bruins, 
and then Jackets. And then I got a couple of C teams with uh, the Stars and uh, the Jets, I thought were pretty lackluster as well. Because I'm not a big Hanola fan. And then after that, a lot of the other Stars had four too, picks. So. Give them a break. Yeah, well, that's why, like, they're, like, kind of... I, I, I'll go Jet because I don't think they, the Jackets really count. I'll go Jets, Islanders, and Bruins as my bottom three. All right. Yeah. Yeah, those I, are the, I those are the three teams I, I think Boston's were pretty, pretty bad. Pretty suspect. Um, my three best, I have uh, the Los Angeles Kings, um, the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Colorado Avalanche. Hmm. And then right, right behind them, I have the Minnesota Wild, um, Detroit Red Wings, New York Rangers, New Jersey Devils. Yeah, right behind them, those teams. Oh, and the Golden Knights. I think the Golden Knights had a really good draft. Okay. So. Yeah. Do you guys have any? Are there any other teams you guys thought did pretty well? Or Colorado. Yeah, Colorado had my top three. Yeah. 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 Colorado might be might be number one for me. I thought they were. I thought they had an incredible draft. Yeah. So Colorado, I think their top. So their top two picks. What happened? Burnaby Joe was like, sorry, the the laughing stock of the league at one point around the time that uh, the Matt Duchesne rumors were going around uh, and Matt Duchesne wanted out, you know, it, it seemed like everyone thought Joe Sackick was incompetent and, you know, he couldn't keep his coach and just a whole lot of things were going on in, in Colorado. Switch, people had, yeah, people were upset, you know, it was a hero turn to a villain situation in Colorado and all of a sudden, you know, two, three years later, yeah. he's come Turns out as a, as a hero again. Yeah. And the Vancouver crowd loved him too. They were they were very happy to see him back in Vancouver. Yeah, well, you know what? I think I think he probably just took him a little bit of time to adjust. That's what, like, what that's was going t- on, and then super he turns hard into one of the come, best general yeah. managers in the league. Yeah, yeah. Like he had no, he didn't. Even, he wasn't even a coach beforehand. No, he just went from player he to just went exact. straight into it. Yeah. So I think Joe just needed a little bit of time to figure this, to figure it out. Uh, and then I think he learned from his mistakes, correct them, and I think you see why he was such a good NHL player, right? Learns from his mistakes, develops, just gets better and better, and I think the same thing's going to happen as a GM. He seemed to have learned kind of person. from other people's mistakes, mistakes as well. You know, you saw what happened yeah. with the Taylor Hall deal. You you just rush a top player trade like that, you're not going to get the best return. He dragged out the Matt Duchesne trade yeah. and yeah. ended up yeah. making a deal that you know, probably save their franchise. Yeah, for yeah, sure. seriously. So I think a lot of people were talking about the Avs and their uh, first couple picks are really good, but also their last two picks, I want to point out, uh, were really, really good. Um, Luca Brazan was an overage player who increased his goal output by 30 this year. He's only 19, so he was a highly touted guy last year, but he kind of had a crappy year, so um, he kind of figured it out. And then Trent Miner, uh, a goalie, who was probably my favorite goalie in the draft um, coming from the Vancouver Giants. He split a lot of time with David Tendek, but I think next year he's going to have the reins, and I'm really excited to see what he can do next year. So I think they had an excellent draft. Fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Now, the the draft, the, the, the team that I was super confused by, like I just didn't get it at all too, was the Islanders um, and the Bruins were the two teams where I was just like, what? The heck, like that John Beecher pick was that was really weird. That was really weird. That was 
Yeah, like I understand he probably fits the Bruins pick or the culture a lot, but but it was a um, reach and a half. Yeah, like tra- like if you really want him, trade up in the second round and get him, right? Exactly. That's so there are a couple like, situations take like somebody that, else like, in the first round, then trade up. Yeah, and take trade him. up in, in a different round or trade yeah. back. And then and then the Islanders, uh, that Simon Holstrom pick isn't gonna get much love for me because of all his injury problems. Now I know they did a lot of. Um, research on him and they think he's going to be okay but uh yeah he had about six different injuries this year he had double hip dysplasia which is like it's not a good um, one for a hockey player you need your hips so let's hope i mean i hope him all the best but uh that was a really rando pick for me and then i didn't like their last four picks and yeah at the same time i think lou lamarillo did a decent job over his career that yep. you know maybe these picks will end up panning out yeah it might only time will tell well for today though that's gonna wrap it up uh, make sure you give us a follow on our twitter at hockey heaven pod uh, next week we will be back with some free agency stuff you know july 1st big uh, big day and we'll see if there's any offer sheets or what's going on so make sure you stay tuned for next week and thanks guys for listening